Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 290 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us through your word. Help us learn from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter 23. This chapter is full of woes about the Pharisees. They acted holy, but their hearts were not. They required so much of the people that the people felt condemnation instead of the mercy of God. They were filled with pride and ugliness was in their hearts. Jesus called them on every wrongdoing they did. May we seek to understand the Lord and serve him with a tender heart. Verse 12 says, whoever exalts himself with haughtiness and empty pride shall be humbled, brought low. And whoever humbles himself, whoever has a modest opinion of himself and behaves accordingly, shall be raised to honor. May we be humble in all we do so that we may regard the Lord as great and almighty and rely on him rather than ourselves. Let's see what we can learn from Hebrews chapter 4. There is so much wisdom in this chapter. We read about faith, the faith that Israelites didn't have, but we can. The author references Psalm 95, verses 7 and 8, which say, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as at Meribah and as at Massa, in the temptation in the wilderness. May our hearts be soft toward the Lord. Then we read about rest. Verse 10 says, For he who has once entered God's rest also has ceased from the weariness and pain of human labors, just as God rested from those labors, peculiarly his own. He goes on to encourage us to pursue this rest and experience it for ourselves, because once experienced, our faith is unshakable. Yes, the Lord grants us rest from the burdens and difficulties that are in our external world, the world around us. Verse 16 is underlined in my Bible and says, let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners, that we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. We are encouraged to go boldly to the throne of grace and confess our sins. The author tells us there is help ready and waiting for us. Imagine that. We have help from Almighty God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and angels sent to care for us. Let us take full advantage of the help given to us and not shy away from the throne just because of our faults and failures. Instead, let us go boldly to the throne and allow the Lord to forgive us and strengthen us. Let's see what Jeremiah is prophesying in chapter 23. The Lord speaks against the leaders of the day who were called shepherds. This included kings and other leaders. God's people weren't taken care of, but were scattered in different countries. These leaders failed in their position to keep them together, and they are held accountable by God. Then we read that God will lead his flock back together, feed them, and send them the Messiah. Both Israel and Judah will be reunited one day, and they will reside in their own land once again. Then Jeremiah addresses the prophets, or false prophets as it is. These people had led God's people astray, and they will be punished. They spoke as though God spoke, but they hadn't heard from God. They did not go to God and ask him what he desired for the people. Instead, they turned people away from God, telling them the burden of God was too heavy, and God will punish them for misleading his people. In chapter 24, King Jeconia was taken by the king of Babylon, 
and then Jeremiah sees a vision of two baskets of figs. One contained good figs and the other bad figs, bad enough that none of them could be eaten. God told him these figs represented the captives of Judah who were taken to Babylon. Verses 6 and 7 say, For I will set my eyes upon them for good, and I will bring them again to this land, and I will build them up and not pull them down, and I will plant them and not pluck them up, and I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they will be my people, and I will be their God, for they will return to me with their whole heart. Such beautiful promises from the Lord. He had good plans for these captives. However, the bad figs represented the people who could not be saved. King Zedekiah and his princes and those left in the land will be cursed. God had a plan for everyone, and his plan is perfect. May we know he has a good plan for our lives. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 109. This psalm is written by King David and is about the betrayal of Jesus by Judas. David is asking for vengeance against this adversary and all who were against the Lord. The second half is a prayer for deliverance and for strength. David ends with verses 30 and 31. I will give great praise and thanks to the Lord and my mouth. Yes, and I will praise him among the multitude, for he will stand at the right hand of the poor and needy to save him from those who condemn his life. The Lord cares for the poor and needy. He has compassion for those less fortunate, and he often chooses the lowly to lead his people. He sent Moses down a river to be saved by Pharaoh's daughter. He chose Gideon, the least in his father's house and from the poorest tribe, to conquer the Midianites. He chose David, the youngest son, a mere shepherd boy, to be king over his people, and he sent his son to this earth in the lowliest of circumstances. The Lord chooses and helps the poor. We are not forgotten. God sees you and loves you. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for being the God of the universe and God of our hearts. We pray you put an extra measure of faith in our hearts today. Help us believe in you and your supernatural ability to take care of us in every way. Keep us seeking you and desiring your will for our lives. Lead and guide us into your perfect plan. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.